You're listening to Rust Belt Running. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human. We get between eight and 10,000 additional comments, and I read every one of them. So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's got to be old guy naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam. I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time. Coleslaw on a taco is not taco, it's barbecue. And so we'll be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset. And that's okay. I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around. You rap that. <laughs> oh, dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at WheelsUpInCLE. Joined, as I always am, by Andrew Hedinger, who you can find on social media at AndrewRunsAlot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running. Andrew? Pretty crappy football weekend. I How stand you doing? by everything I said. Oh, I do too. I I, I, I stand by it. I, um, yeah. Fuck Michigan. Uh, I you know it. It was interesting when I was watching the very beginning of the game as the players were entering the field and the crowd. I honestly, there was something that felt different about that than mm-hmm. years past. Yeah, like I didn't have a great feeling about it. I honestly didn't have, I, if you listen to our Ohio state, this is not going to be a football podcast this week. We are we just starting with it. Uh, but I, when we recorded last week, I, you know, ta- I talked about how I was nervous that eventually they'd get theirs. And uh, I really was, I was kind of nervous about this week going into it. I talked a lot about it. I yeah. maybe did, I tried not to allude to how nervous I actually was, but there was some about the way their players entered the field and the way their crowd was. It felt confident for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And that I was like, oh boy. And uh, we just got our asses whooped. So, yep. you know, I'm not happy for them, but good for them. Like, good for you. You, you got one. You got us. And uh, you don't think the rivalry is back. I do. Um, I think you have to consistently do it before you can claim that. Well, but I can, they, they may not be able to claim it, but I can sit there and go, this is, this is going to get interesting now. It's not been interesting for a while. We'll see. So, um, I hope not. I hope we just go back to kicking their ass seven straight times. Yeah, we'll see. But you know, if we're seven and one, uh, every eight matchups, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, that's. You know, it's tough because I think the thing about a rivalry is for it to be a rivalry, there has to be some back and forth and there have to be stakes involved. And what was great about Saturday is there were stakes involved for both teams. It wasn't right. just one team playing spoiler. It was both teams had everything in front of them. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's that's the hard part as a fan is that, you know, after experiencing the lopsidedness of the John Cooper era, it's been nice to have reversed that and yeah. to have visited that upon them. But for it to truly be a, a rivalry, both teams have to be able to kind of punch at that weight. And um, you want them both to be good because, I, you know, I think part of the reason Ohio State hasn't been as good at the biggest stage is that a lot of times the Big Ten hasn't really been that much of a test. 
you yeah. kind of known they're going to walk to a Big Ten East title. So, you know, the the good side is I think this signals a little bit that we're going to have a couple of teams in the East that can play at our level, and that's going to force us to be better. The bad side of that is it means there's going to be a few years where the usual playoffs that we're used to having isn't necessarily going to be there, and that is what it is. Um, I mean, there's there's going to be stakes, you know, and then Jim Harbaugh with that nice little comment after the game about – people being, you know, born on third and thinking they had a triple, like, who boy, when you're one and six or one and seven right. in your first, it's a lot to talk, buddy. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, you know, the one thing I'll say, and then we'll, we'll move on to running unless you want to talk about the Browns at all. Oh, the um, oh yeah. Damn it. It was both. Of them. Two and oh. um, but I've said it before on, hate Michigan episodes that we've done is we don't like Ohio state football and Michigan football do not exist in their current form without the other one. Like we, we, and, and in all of that, as much as there is this like just un like calculable hatred that we have for the other one, there is an underlying respect that we have. And, 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 and a, you know, almost a sibling type of um, atmosphere that we have with one another. And uh, so in in that sense, I am, um, I am glad to see that they have finally taken a step up. Um, I don't think they're on our tier yet. You look like you have a comment to make. Well, I'm thinking of a, so in my fantasy football league, uh, we have a group text and there are two Michigan fans in it and they were, well, they were, I guess, attempting trash talk. Like, I, I think this is the thing about having not won for so long that you almost kind of, like, forget how to talk trash. And so they were <laughs> trying to. And immediately the image that was in my head, there was a, a U.S. soccer game against Mexico several years back. And that's a heated rivalry as well. And uh, one of Mexico's forwards tried to get in the face of one of the American defenders. Now, the American defender had to have a solid foot on this guy. And so the the famed picture is the defender looking at the Mexican player and just holding his hand up to his chest to show like where the where the Mexican forward's head comes up to. And every time these guys tried to talk trash, as you just talked about them not being at our level, I just kept sending that picture. And they would try to say something else, and I would just send that picture. And I'm like, I'm glad you guys won. This is how I view you. Little yeah. brother just finally took a swing at big brother. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever congrats to them i uh you know talk all the trash you want bring it on we we we've done it plenty we're uh we're good sports we earned it um yeah and but (laughs) trust me you talk trash now be ready to take it um next year when we kick the shit out of you in columbus so hang a hundred on them actually do it this time hopefully we can get a defense but that's another yeah we can stop them from hanging a hundred yeah no no kidding goodness gracious all right so we're a running podcast. Let's talk about some running now. Um, yeah. we're, we're in kind of the lean time of year for running, but we do have some news to talk about that we haven't since, uh, you know, I was on vacation. We yeah. had Darius on. Uh, then we had the game last week. We we kind of missed some of the news. We, we had two pieces of news come out of Boston uh, since um, we have really talked about Boston at all. Yeah. Uh, 
The first being they are mandatory vaccinations. There's yeah. no more um, negative test, no exemptions either. Like you're vaccinated or you don't run. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that translates. Uh, we, we had Darius on and he talked about how they really look at what um, these other races do. Now, Boston is a different animal. You have a lot more international travel for Boston than you do sure. say Akron. Yeah. Here in Northeast Ohio, you don't have that international travel for Akron like you have for Boston. Um, but I, I thought that was interesting. And again, some of the comments were very colorful. I, I found it interesting because um, I know of a couple of people who expressed their displeasure, uh -huh. which indicated to me that they had not yet gotten their jabs and yet signed up which I also found interesting, which, you know, for all the complaints about mandates and all that stuff, it seems to work on getting people vaccinated. Yeah. So, yeah. And some people who were loud, um, they were very excited when there was, uh, when, when the, um, standard was, or the, the, the qualification standard was your qualifying time, which is amazing. It is. It, it really is. It makes me wish I would have run a full marathon this fall. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, that that was a gut punch. Um, that was a gut punch because I I had it. I mean, yeah, it is what it. But you know, it's like you do what you can do, and if it didn't happen. I'm quite satisfied with my fitness, and then I'll I'll be on track. But yeah, I, you know what? Honestly, I was really happy though for any number of people that I know um, that were in that kind of Boston squeaker area where you're thinking you might not get in, you don't have enough time under. Right. And I mean, I've, I've done that three times now where you sign up and you're just crossing your fingers and hoping you're getting there and that everybody that qualified just got to enjoy having that matter for them this right. year is, is fantastic. Well, and you know, a lot of people, uh, we have friend of the pod, Erica Gennaro, who, I mean, she squeaked in, I mean, yeah, you and I were both seconds. tracking her 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, she, I didn't, I didn't see the news from, uh, Boston yet. And she messaged me on Instagram. She's like, I actually qualified. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, you qualified because you ran your qualifying time. I yeah. didn't know what she meant. And uh, then you had uh, messaged me that the cutoff was zero. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And so that's why Erica said she actually qualified. Like she actually got in. And it, it makes that that much sweeter because mm -hmm. it, it would be easy in her boat when that when it's hurting that late in the race to go all right, I'm not actually going to get in. I could drop off. Like, yeah. I'm not going to hit my time. This hurts. I mean, she dropped off a cliff at like 24. Yeah. Uh, and she had to make some time up in the last mile. And to see her do that, I mean, she she got the ultimate payoff for that. Yeah. Uh, and that was, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see because I think ultimately I would like to see Boston change their times where basically you got guaranteed entry mm -hmm. because like, if you go for that and you hit that time, I want you to get in period. I and think it's, that's... it's nice that they were able to do that this, this time around. I think that's what they were trying to do when they, when they lopped off five minutes off the, the previous times that were there yeah. going back to, I think 2018, um, I think that's what they were trying to do. And just what ended up happening is I think the combination of, of, you know, super shoes and just people going, okay, if you're going to throw that down, we'll make sure that we get it 
kind of combined to have people get under that. Um, I'm thinking back to something Darius talked about, and I'm, I'm trying to remember now if he talked about it with us before or after we got off air, but he had talked about how one of the things that he felt was coming post-COVID was that you were going to see some races go away just because there had been almost kind of a, an over flooding of races. Um, but there's also been a drop off in just overall race entries that fewer people are running now running races now than there were maybe five years ago. And there's various reasons for that. You know, <clears throat> you started your new job at Peloton and a lot of people over the last 20 months have just, they kind of converted to doing their workouts inside, you know, getting a Peloton doing it that way. And you sort of wonder now if this is going to be, I don't want to say the norm. I think part of this is just some people not wanting to do the travel, being still being cautious. Some people saying, I'm not going to do it because of you know the vaccination requirement, fewer international travelers. But you do wonder if there's going to be a little bit of a drop off in, in participation, if this is going to be hopefully, hopefully more of a new norm, where if you do get it, you're, you're in. Right. Well, I, I said when I was talking before we got into my races that I was running, when we were talking about a little bit of what I was maybe going to be doing at Glass City uh, in 2022, what my goals might be. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to let, um, you know, we're going to see what my races are, which I ran a 129. Oh, I never updated my board. I need oh, to do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I need to update my 5K time from my turkey trot, too. Uh, but I, I, you know, I ran a 129 and change, uh, in at Columbus and then I see this and yeah, it, um, it makes me want to say I should go after 305, but then there's the part of me in the back of my head where I'm like, I know Boston was doing, allowing, um, your qualifying time to defer to 2023. Um, you didn't have to use it for next year. You can use the qualifying time for 2023. And I'm like, oh man, I don't want to go out, put in all that work and then have next year, have the qualifying be like three and a half minutes below again. Right. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I can, I still don't know what I'm going to do for Glass City. Well, you talked about, you know, thinking about it as a bonus goal. Yeah. Just because so many things have to go right. And I think that's a, I think that's a good idea to have, you know, to train, you know, whatever you decide your A goal is going to be training at that, but knowing that there's always that day where you can have a little bit left in the tank conditions just happen to be perfect. Right. And if it's there, it's there. And then right. you see, you know, yeah, sometimes because happen. Cause yeah, I feel like three Oh eight is kind of the number I've had in my head mm-hmm. because that that'd be 10 minutes, um, which that's significant. I only chopped three minutes off of a PR in the half. Yeah. So you're talking, I have to do almost four times that to, uh, to take 10 minutes off. Um, I also understand that my marathon PR was a terrible race plan. So that, that goes into some of my planning for what I can take off of that, (laughs) that too. Um, but I mean, uh, that was the same thing with my old half PR though. So it's like that, that was a constant, my, my old long PRs. I had terrible habits. Now I don't. And, um, you know, but, if it was a better race plan, I'm probably running closer to like a 312, 313. So mm-hmm. a 308 is less daunting at that point. Right. Um, I went out, I left it all out there the first half of a race, and I fell off a cliff the second half of the race. So right. I ran a 317. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll kind of see. It, a lot of it's going to depend on what some of those long training runs are feeling like, too, in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. I think bonus goal is where it's really going to sit at, and maybe that day in uh, Toledo. Maybe I'll feel like, yeah, I can go after that and, uh, you know, run strong the last 10K and maybe uh, maybe surprise myself. I'm going to be curious. Maybe run Boston in 23. I'm going to be really curious for both of us because, I mean, really, 2020 was such a kind of uneven year for us as far as running goes. And then, you know, the beginning of 2021 was interrupted for you just between your dad and the surgery that you had. I'll be curious to see once we get through our spring cycle what that consistency has done for us. Almost 18 months of consistency has done for us getting us ready for those races because – I think that's where some breakthroughs happen as well. You know, you add in the fact that you stop smoking and then you're going to have a solid, what, year of training or almost a year of training after you gave that up right. under your belt. Um, you might find that you're capable of more than you th- than you realize, just that like things start coming easier as you add those miles on. So you brought up something interesting, consistency. Mm-hmm. So we're heading into a time of year that is very inconsistent with running. Yeah. Um, you know, coming off of races, heading into days that seem to be like six hours long. Um, <laughs> I swear it gets dark at three 30. I know it's crazy. Uh, it's, uh, it sucks so bad. Well, and then we had that nasty snow, um, Saturday yeah. night. I was so glad to be driving an hour home from work. Um, and that at like nine 30 at night, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but so, What's some of the like inconsistency? Like, how does how do you maintain consistency, or do you not maintain consistency during these times? I think you and I are slightly similar, but slightly different at the same time in all of this. Our our, our timelines are also a little askew because you right. raced a couple weeks before me, and right. you had the injury, you had time off, yada yada yada. So. Yeah. Um, I think what I try to do is have a plan in terms of how I want to build my mileage up. And try to make sure that I stick to that plan, but not really care weekly how I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll probably have a long run that I want to make sure I get in. And then I might have like an aerobic workout. Like on Thanksgiving, I didn't do a turkey trot, but I, I did do my first sort of just aerobic workout, just basically tempo intervals. So nothing overly sustained, but got the leg turnover going a little bit. And, and that and a nine mile run were the two runs that I wanted to make sure I got in. And so that makes up, let's say that makes up 50% of my mileage. How I get in the rest is just sort of like, what does the weather look like? What does my day look like? Um, I try to run five days a week and I don't really care when those runs are happening. I just make sure that I I try to get them in. Um, But I really, you know, with marathon training, you're so regimented. Interval days are this day. Tempo days are this day. Long run days are this day. With base training, um, I just kind of identify the quality stuff and then it's not that the rest is filler miles, but it's just basically easy runs that are making up the rest of those miles. I just get those in where I can get those in. Um, I don't run in super icy conditions. Like the weather we had Saturday night, you know, that, that awful sticking snow. If I wake up to that one day, I'm not going to run outside in that. It's not worth the risk. I can't, I don't want to get injured with the work that I do. I can't be injured. I have to be able to be on my feet. Um, so that's just kind of how I, that's how I work that. What I really am trying to do right now is be more consistent with my strength training. You know, that was, I think the limiting factor for me and what led to the injury. Um, 
you know, as the year went on. So there have been days where in the past, if I had an hour of time and I had to make the choice between running or strength training, I would just get the miles in and, and say, screw the strength training already. So far, I've had days where I go, you know what? I got to make sure I get this strength work in. I don't have to get the miles in. It's okay that I maybe lose a few miles this week. It's fine, but I have to make sure I get the strength training in because laying down that solid foundation of, of strength is, is really going to be key for me to really be able to train the way that I want to and make sure that I get to the start line healthy. You and I have talked before about it doesn't matter if you are super fit. If you're if you're the fittest guy that can't get to the start line or can't get to the start line healthy, what does it matter? Um, so that's really that's how I pretty much lay out my winter training. Yeah. How do you do it? I, I you know, right now I'm still definitely in like recovery mode. I, it, which is hard to get out of mm-hmm. sometimes, especially starting a new job. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, a lot going on. It's, you know, it's, it's not great. And it's, I'm starting a new job with a new company where it's our busiest time of the year too. Yeah. So it's, you know, I'm learning, we're busy. I, we're trying to figure out a new routine as a family. It's already a time of year where I'm not working out as much, but, um, you know, uh, it's for me right now, where I'm at at this moment is trying to keep the habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I took weeks off. We were on vacation. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, since we got back, I've worked out f- fairly regularly. Uh, you know, I've probably worked out, we've been back two weeks. So, I mean, I've probably worked out five times mm-hmm. in those two weeks with one of those weeks still being an off week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done, I, but it's like, it's trying to maintain the habit, not letting myself fall into just sitting on the couch and binge watching parks and rec. Yeah. Which is Fun a lot of, is. yeah, it's, it's great. Just drinking beer and watching parks and rec is awesome, but, uh, that can't be, um, that can't be everything I do over these winter months. So, um, unlike you, I do not like to run outside in the cold. I may today, I was actually, I was telling you, I was going to go to the gym, but then I looked outside and I saw it sunny out. It's bright and sunny out there. So even though it's cold, um, I may, uh, I may throw on some tights and, um, with no shorts. No, don't do, don't do shorts over tights guys. Adam probably does. No, just, just rock it. Um, enjoy the show ladies. (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah like i I may go out and just put in a few miles because it's about keeping that but uh, going to the gym too because since i don't do the cold i just i hate it um especially in the dark i cannot stand running in the cold dark breezy nights it is just the worst to me um spending time at the gym you know, getting that strength and understanding the areas too. Like I, re- I know the areas where my body struggled, uh, since June, I, yeah. I had, um, issues with my heels and my plantar fascia after I ran, um, haunted forest, my, my left it band was just, I had like three or four days that it was, it just hurt all the time. Like yeah. it keep me awake at night. It hurts so bad. And that's to be expected that there would be pain like that after racing halves back to back to back weekends. Right. Um, but it also, you know, showed where some weaknesses are. So really focusing, um, in the gym on strengthening those areas. Um, I've really worked on, um, uh, on my hips, on my glutes and, um, trying to, um, get those booty gains, 
so that I can, you know, be stronger in, uh, in that launch in my run mm -hmm. and trying to, uh, you know, just balance my body out properly. Cause I'm, I'm not there. I mean, I had four weeks after surgery where I was sitting on my ass in right. March and April, like literally doing nothing for, I think it was three weeks. I did nothing. And then I could get up and pretty much walk around right for that fourth week. And then I was cleared to do whatever I wanted. But like, I, I was, I was weak from that. And then I just got right back into running and it mm -hmm. kind of, I, I paid the price. I paid the price, um, during some of those races. So I, but I know my body told me where I always say your body's a very clear communicator. Yeah. Um, my body has told me the areas that I need to work on and, uh, between going to Varel at, uh, physio balance and, uh, you know, spending time in the gym, I'm going to make sure that those areas are right. So when I hit full, um, a full training cycle in January for glass city, I I'm ready to go. That was the best training cycle I ever had in 2020, um, that I had for glass city. And mm -hmm. I owe a lot of that to some of the time I spent at the gym. Yeah. Um, that, that winter, um, I developed some workouts that allowed me to put miles on. I've talked about them before, but I don't talk about it much when it's nice out, <laughs> but, um, you know, I talked about some of those workouts before, um, which we can go into in a little bit if you want to, yeah. but, um, yeah, I was strong. Like I felt good. I didn't have any real pain or injuries or anything I was dealing with and I was running fast. Yeah. And I, I, I knew that I was going to PR that glass city race. The only thing that could, could have stopped me was a pandemic. So, um, and it did, and we're not going to talk about Omicron. There's still way too much. It's unknown anyway. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so what's like some of the, some of the workouts that you do, like, um, you know, you, like you, you say you have structure, so I don't really have much structure for okay. me. It's, um, kind of get in what's available. Wh what does the weather afford me and what does my time afford me on any given day? And what do the people at the gym hanging out on equipment they're not using allow you? Yeah, that's, that's true too. Yeah. Although, although I've started using different machines that like more, more of the serious people use, um, it sucks because I have to like drop a lot of weight off of them. And I feel like a major wuss. Um, <laughs> I always try to find, like, I always try to find the machines where the weights aren't facing everybody else. Right. You know, it's just the wall. So they don't see me like pull the pin and like take it up to next <laughs> to nothing. Um, so what do I do? Um, Basically, I work on on three main, well, four main things. Um, one, yes, the, the booty gains. Um, just really working my glutes, hamstrings, um, some sort of single leg deadlifting, single leg squats. Um, that's all stuff that um, that Tim prescribed for me back when I first started seeing him at POP. Um, I have issues with my upper back. I I always seem to be tighter on my right side, um, and I I don't know why, but it it kind of screws up the symmetry of my form, especially when I try to like hold myself, my, my running form for long periods of time. So I've been working a lot on single arm, like pulling and pressing to try to get my upper back symmetrical. And all I can say is like when it is, I can feel it in my run. I can feel just the solidity in my stride. And I was going to say, like, as you were talking about consistency with strength training, you just sort of have that different feeling on a run when you feel solid. I don't know how oh, else to yeah. describe it, but you can just tell 
when you feel more solid. I feel lighter. Yes. It, it, that's how I feel. Like I, it feels more effortless, even though yeah. there's probably actually more weight to me and more yeah. density to me when I'm stronger. Yeah. Um, and it may only be a couple of pounds. I don't weigh a lot to begin with, but like, uh, I feel like I'll even feel it at the gym that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get on the treadmill for a cool down. Yeah. Um, I, I'll feel like when, when you're stronger, everything is just more effortless. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, almost, I can feel power with me. I feel solidity and power and it, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, I might be carrying a little more weight because I've maybe put on a few pounds because I've been strength training. And you know, the general idea is that the more weight you carry, the more effort it takes because, but the payoff is that if everything's moving the way it's supposed to, and there's extra strength there, you don't care. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, building up my hamstrings and glutes, um, making sure that my upper back is symmetrical. Um, making sure that my hips are symmetrical, uh, you know, so things like clamshells, single leg, um, like sideline, single leg lifts, I work on to make sure that all those like kind of small stabilizing muscles in the hips are working the way they're supposed to. That's another area of weakness for me. And then core strength. And I really have boiled it down now to just having a few major moves in each workout where I could go in and probably just do 15 minutes and be done and take care of what I need to do. And then maybe like in some spare time, I might do some planks here and there just to add a little bit of extra core work. But um, with me, it's been about trying to finesse it down to like the main things I need to do. Keep it at that because something I've discovered about myself over the years is as much as I know that strength is needed, if it's too complicated and there's too much to do, it becomes too easy to say, I just don't have the time to do this because running takes time, especially when you're deep into marathon training, that takes a lot of time. And so I have to get it down to something that I can do in 15 to 20 minutes so that I can just roll into it, get it done and be done and not have it feel like it's a separate workout. Cause then I don't want to do it. Well, and so what I, uh, this is a uh, kind of a workout I talked about, um, I think when I was going through that glass city training, so I probably haven't talked about it in two years. Yeah. Uh, it, it, um, it allows me to get some decent mileage while also strength training. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, and if there's some like physical coach out there, who's like, no, don't do this. Listen to them. Cause they're smarter than I am, but it works for me. So, yeah. um, but I I'll start off. Uh, I don't hate running on the treadmill. Like a lot of people, I hate running on it at home. I have one at home. It's right Mm -hmm. behind me. That thing never gets used. Um, (laughs) it would have to be, the roads would have to be bad enough for me to not go to the gym and feel like I really need to run to use that thing. Cause it's what's that. I would say, how close are you to your gym? Uh, eight minutes maybe. Okay. So it's, it's not far. It's far enough where it's a time commitment to go. Yeah. Uh, but it's not far enough where it's like, you know, it's a big deal to go there. Even if it's just five or six miles, I could just go do that. So, but what I'll do is I'll hop on the treadmill and I'll do three miles and, uh, I'll just run it at a pretty easy effort, um, a warm up, and then I'll go hit machines and I, I'll focus on different parts of my body every day. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go and try to knock out everything. Cause I want to make sure that I am. Uh, during the winter, I'm probably going to go to the gym twice a week. Okay. Maybe once the weather is nicer, it's only once a week. Mm-hmm. And maybe once summer hits, it's zero times a week. But right now, over the winter, I'll go to maybe three times a week. But two days, I'm really focusing on strength. But I'll do three miles and I'll hit three machines that are going to focus on 
you know, my shoulders, which has always been a problem point that I'm using the, that as an example. And I'll focus on my shoulders and my arms for three machines or free weights. Uh, and then I'll hop back on the treadmill and I'm going to run two more miles mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get off and I'm going to go run or go hit three more workouts, maybe focusing on a different part of my upper body and core, but I'm going to hit three more workouts, hop back on the treadmill for a one mile cool down. I'm going to go stretch boom hour and a half. I've got six miles in and I've done plenty of strength training, focusing on areas that my body has told me I need to work on. And so I'm kind of able, you were talking about like kind of the time commitment. I got the, I got the mileage in and I was able to get strength training in. So to me, that time commitment is worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not much different than just putting in the time to go run six miles. Right. Um, especially because like, I, you know, as runners, we're not trying to really bulk up. So there's not a ton of heavy weight that I'm doing. I'm not there trying to break records and, you know, lift to failure or anything like that. I, yeah. I'm going, I'm trying to. I want to feel it and I want to make sure that I'm engaging the parts of my body. I think that's one thing that we can tend to not do as runners. We're not experienced with weights very much, Mm -hmm. but I want to make sure that I'm feeling that engagement of, especially my shoulders. That is just that one air, that area always gets me when I'm fatigued. Uh, But like, I want to make sure I'm engaging those parts of my body that are, uh, that are weak. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone in a mm-hmm. workout like that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been very beneficial for me. I don't, I don't do that every time I go to the gym, mm-hmm. but that does, that helps me with some of that mileage and maybe takes a day out that I don't, I mean, it's the holidays. I don't want to go five days. I don't want to work out five days a week. Yeah. So maybe I can do three or four days a week doing a workout like that. Cause I'm kind of doing two for one. Right. So, um, yeah, I think just three, two, one, it's easy. Um, and, uh, and in that stretching, I hit some of the mobility stuff too, trying to strengthen that, um, that plantar fascia a little bit, work on Mm -hmm. my work on work on how I'm hitting my, like launching with my feet, because that was such a pain point for me. And it still is. I think that just might be something I battle just now that I'm older, you know, it, it dawned on me the other day and I know you're older than me, so RIP, but I, uh, I had posted on Twitter, uh, that I PR'd the 5k post high school PR yeah. the 5k at my Turkey trot. Not bad for a 36 year old. And I was like, man, 36. Yikes. That feels so much older than 35. Yeah. You know, cause I'm on the, it's, it's on the back half of 30 now. Like it's all, yeah. it's really all downhill from here. It's really funny that you say that because that's how it, that's what I went through in my 20s. When I hit 26, all of a sudden I freaked out because 30 felt so close. And when I and when I hit 30, I found that I didn't care. I've actually enjoyed my 30s, but I'm 38, you know, a couple of years older than you. And what's hit me in the last couple of months, like it, it's been Buckeye season. Um is them showing clips of, and I don't know why they were showing clips of the 2002 team because it wasn't the 20 year anniversary, it's the 19 year, but there were multiple, multiple clips that were shown throughout the year, like the Holy Buckeye. And they're like this day, 19 years ago. And I'm like, holy shit, that's half of my lifetime ago. Right. And that's hit me in the last couple of years. And yeah, I was still in high school. 
I was it, freshman year of college yeah. when that was happening for me, and it just like freshman or sophomore. That would have been my sophomore year. Anyway, um, but just blowing me away that like, holy crap, that's a half of a lifetime ago for me. I was in early college, and that seems like such a long time ago now. <clears throat> and um, it's funny because you and I both came to running a little bit later. Like we haven't been doing this since our early 20s, and we've talked on here before about how we don't necessarily think that we're done as far as like being able to peak, that we still maybe have some peaking left in us because – we don't have 20 years of mileage under our belts. It's more like 10 years. At the same time, though, I am becoming more aware of, you know, I, I have to have more and more things go right for me. Like, I do have to commit right. legit time to strength training for it to work for me because I don't think I necessarily just have the natural speed that I maybe had four or five years ago, like when I PR'd my half marathon, when I did really no strength training at all. It was just fast. And um, it's hitting me like, and I like doing all of it. So it's not like it's a burden for me to do that. But I do have those moments of like, for as good as this year went, and I found another gear, it's like, yeah, but I had to do a lot of things to get there. Yeah. You know, I had to go see a physical therapist to get there. And um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where age is hitting me a little bit and kind of recognizing that this is, it's not as easy maybe as it used to be. We definitely have less room for error now. Yeah. Yeah. But we're smarter too. I think we're yes. smarter. We're more willing to do things that we didn't do, uh, you know, in our late twenties. I mean, stretching wasn't something I did religiously mm -hmm. for a long period of time because it, it was just go out and run, and you know, I was fine. Like that Recovered. was it. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of strength training. I'd maybe do some planks here and there. Yeah, but like that was it. That was the extent of what I would do. Uh, and you know, now it's like, yeah, no, there's, there's gotta be a lot more than that because like it's your body hurts a lot more as you get older. It really, it really does. And so, but one thing, you know, we want to, we want to talk about keeping yourself fresh and, you know, some of the inconsistency that you might have in the winter time, I think sometimes is it's difficult to do and, you know, Social media makes everything difficult um, because it, in some ways it's a great form of accountability, but in some ways it just makes you feel worthless. Yeah. Um, and some of that can be, man, I see all these people still posting about, you know, they're going out and they're running. Adam's posting frozen beard pictures. Like, good for you, Adam. You're Thank more you. of a masochist than I am. Like, <laughs> I... I <laughs> I can't do that. Like I don't have a beard. That's part of the problem. Yeah, that is. Part I don't. Of it. It's hard to do <laughs> I, the frozen I beard. Right. But uh, you know, it's there, there's part of this whole season. You know, there's a season for everything. And right now, we're talking specifically about a um, a weather season um, and the holiday season. But it's also just a season in a training site, a twelve month training cycle. That yeah. it's just kind of a good time to take a step back. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's not just about, you know, I've gone through the physical recovery time since I ran Columbus, Cleveland and Haunted Forest. But there's also like a mental break that you need. And yes. um, I, I think sometimes trying to remove that pressure from yourself where you ha I have to work out today. I have to do this. I have to hit this mileage goal this week. I have to like sometimes it's good to have those goals like you, you set that for yourself. That mm -hmm. that that is beneficial to you. I am not really 
especially in December, I'm not really setting much of a goal besides maybe the number of days I'd like to work out in a week. Okay. Because I don't want, I don't want that pressure. Like this is a, I mean, we got my son's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have family who will come into town, whatever, like the holidays are crazy. And, yeah. um, they're awesome, but they're crazy. And it's a good time to kind of give back to the family that sacrifices time with you while you're training. So I think it's important to make sure that you, you know, you're giving yourself that mental reset as well. Man, you, you've hit on like four things that I want to tease apart in there. That was, that was really great. So I'm trying to think of where I want to start on with this. Um, I'll, I'll start with the end, what you said about, you know, giving back to the family and you know that sacrifices so much you and i talk about how hard balance is and that really you can't balance everything at once like when you're all in on marathon training when you're running those peak weeks with high mileage it's just impossible to be balanced there and to also be balanced with work and to be balanced with family like something has to give and that's where these off-season months i think become so important because One, you've got to give yourself that mental and physical reset, but you're dead on. You have to then give back to the family. And that it's like the, you're you're balancing the other way. Like running isn't as big a part of my life right now. It's not as, you know, necessary for me right now. So I'm going to take some of that time and make sure that I give it back to the other parts of my life that are important to me because, um, you know, that to me, it's more of like the year long balance. You know, if something's really high here in, in, October when you're peaking for a race and these things are low, you got to flip it and reverse it and uh, make sure that you're giving back to those other things. So that, I mean, that's, I ha- I wasn't thinking about it in that way when we were talking about this pre-show, but you're, you're spot on when you say that, that you have to make sure that you balance out those other parts of your life that you have to sacrifice. Um, you know, to the social media thing, I think it's so important to remember that so much of social media is a lot of it's performative. Not all of it, but you don't know the intent behind what a lot of people are doing. You know, you and I have really kind of crapped a bit on grind culture. We're not fans of grind culture. Um, you know, I post my, I post the the pics at the office whenever I run. Um, I do that because I just like doing it. Um, now, somebody might look at those things and say, man, this guy grinds every day. It's not actually why I do it. Um, and if there's, I actually probably should talk times about the days where I was going to run and I don't for whatever reason. And it might be because mentally I just don't have it that day. Um, You know, the first couple of weeks when I started to run, I went through this sort of like, man, I was so close this year and it didn't happen. And my next race feels so far away. Like the first week that I started getting back to running, it was exactly 26 weeks until the Pittsburgh marathon. And I looked at that number and I went, man, six months it feels so far away and there's so much work to do. And the number felt daunting to me. And so for those first two weeks, I really was pretty scattered with my running and it's because mentally I just didn't want to do it. I just wasn't like at a great place to want to get back to it. And like, I was finding any excuse that I had to not run like Eric Geyer, uh, Eric Geyer texted me and said, Hey man, do you want to hike today? And I was supposed to, like, I was looking at my running shoes, getting ready to run. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do. And I just abandoned the idea of going out for a run. And so, um, yeah, I think it's so important, regardless of whatever you're seeing on social media to, you got to keep in mind what running means to you. Right. And if it's, 
if it's not there, you don't have to grind. You don't have to match. You know, don't worry about matching my days at the office. I do that because I love doing it that day. But if you don't see the posts, there's various reasons for why. And it might be because it's been too much for me. Well, and we love Molly Seidel a lot. Yes. And she she was now this is she was talking about something related more to racing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this can go to especially this time of year. She was she was talking about how she sees you know, average everyday runners freak out more about race day than professionals do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where as far as like what we're, we're what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're like, how we're spending our days, you know, the days before the race, like we almost get more in this like laser focus mode than somebody like Molly does. Yeah. Because that's that's I mean, it's just it's what they do. They they trust their training. They trust the work they put in. So why get all crazy about things before race day it's kind of the same moment right now like you put in all the work throughout the year take it's it's perfectly fine and normal and healthy and good (laughs) you know i want to start throwing positive things on not just that it's normal like ah, if you do it it's okay no you should like you should take a step back right now Mm -hmm. and uh and understand that like if people aren't taking a step back like wish them well when they're injured next year. Right. Like uh, it's this is the time to take a step back and you know give yourself that break. Give yeah. yourself that moment. Give yourself those weeks. And when when the calendar turns in January, that's when you know it's time to start getting serious again. Right. But it's December right now. Like yeah. chill out, have a mimosa in the morning and don't run the rest don't run that day. It's yeah. fine. Like that's what this time is for. So yeah. Did you? Have, what else did you want to add there? Because you uh, said four things I said, and I don't. Yeah, even maybe all four it was, of them. maybe it's only three. Because the last thing I'm thinking about is you. You talked about um, how I'm a little more structured in that, like I kind of lay out my miles for the week and what I what I want to do. That that for me actually is unstructured. Um, I'm just somebody who needs. I need like the goals and the and the the stepwise processes in front of me weekly. Like I'm a list maker. I've got a check stuff off my to-do list. Um, and so for me, I, you know, it might sound really structured to some people. Um, I just need to have the weekly mileage in front of me to kind of know what I have to get in. Yeah. And then it's super unstructured for me to just basically be like, I'll get it in when I get it in. And I'll, I'll kind of look at my week and be like, okay, I know I'm going to like, I know my sister's going to be up with the boys and my, my brother-in-law. So I know we're going to hang out on these days. So I will be unstructured in that I'll, lump these runs in maybe early in the week because I want to have the weekend off to not have to worry about getting runs in, um, you know, next week, like, Oh, I've got orchestra tickets. So I want to make sure that I keep my day off there so that I can get, you know, I'll get my runs in these days. And so, um, I don't know that I could be as unstructured as you because I still need that little bit of structure in front of me, but believe it or not, that's still super unstructured for me. And that is my way of accommodating the craziness of the holidays. And, um, you know, just the, again, an off season, an off season where I'm allowed to, you know, where, where we should not allowed, we should be seeking out rest and recovery, hanging out with friends, um, taking time for ourselves. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, you talk about it being positive to talk about that. It has to be like, this is not our job. This is our hobby. And I think to be fresh at, I think to be fresh for when we really get into the, the grind of training we have to make sure that we 
don't go too hard because one, that's for what professionals do the same thing. Yeah. You know, if, if it's their job and they're taking that time off, we probably should learn something about that. And, uh, and two is just, it's our hobby. You don't want to spend too much time winning at your hobby and missing out on the other parts of life. You know, we're, you and I don't make any money doing this. So no. it's, it's important that we, we make sure that we keep that in perspective and if we're loving it, great, but don't grind so hard that you're, you know, that you're burning yourself out in December. There's a lot to, there's a lot to come. You want to be ready for that. Right. Yeah. January is when it begins, maybe yeah. February. Yeah, I think for me, it's going to be February. I think I think one of the things I've learned about myself at this point is that my body responds best to essentially a 13-week cycle yeah. where I go really hard for 12 weeks and then I, you know, I'm going easy two weeks before the race. Um, yes, it's like a Hansen's plan is 18 weeks long, but the first like five weeks are just like building up mileage. So I don't even really call that training at this right. point. Yeah, it that- starts when the intervals start. That's kind of what I was going to say. Like I, you know, I'm usually like 12 to 13 weeks, yeah. but yeah, there is kind of, I mean the, the weeks like, cause I'll probably start in February, mid February, I think. Okay. And so, but January is when I'll start like building base in earnest. Yeah. You know, so it kind of, it kind of ends up being like almost a 18 week, 19 week cycle because there's so much base building before it. Right. Um, yeah, that's when it'll really be like, all right, I got to start making sure I'm up to those double digit mile runs on the weekends Mm -hmm. that that's comfortable, that, that, that I can get myself to a point where, okay, I can build on that now. Uh, but that that's January. It's It's not December. Nope. So December is getting myself, you know, kind of maintain a little bit of where I was at the end of October, but you know, it's fine to have, two months of, I mean, November, I didn't run a lot by design. I was, I was in recovery mode, but it's fine to still have a month where it's kind of, eh, okay. I mean, I'll work out when I want to and when I can, when the time's there and, you know, I'll take it seriously. And I'm, you know, I'm going to find the time to go work out. I I think that's, you know, we're not saying don't work out. We're not saying don't put in work, but if you, I mean, take the time to balance it properly because we don't do that the rest of the year. We don't. And I think we, I think we need to do a better job too of normalizing, normalizing, not just taking the time off, but normalizing the days where you have something planned. And just for whatever reason you go, like, I've got too much on the schedule. I don't feel like doing it. Um, You know, I've got Christmas shopping and work and all that stuff to do. And there's just too much going on. Like, I think it's important to normalize that stuff where you break the plans and just say, I broke my plans today. Like I just decided to not do this thing that I had planned. And that's completely okay. Cause I think we're so, I think we're so like you talked about, like when it begins in earnest, we're so locked in and like, I must get this in. Right. That I think a lot of people struggle with not doing that. Yeah. And it, it's so important there to, to normalize, say, you know what? It's okay. This is supposed to be fun. And if it's too much for me today, right. It's totally fine. It's okay to turn the alarm off. Yes. And get some sleep and just yeah. screw it. It's good. It's good. It's not okay. Okay implies that, yeah, if you decide to do it, it's fine. It's good. It's good to do that. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Do that. Turn the alarm off some sun- Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. You know, don't, you, you don't have to wake up early. I, I tell you who does have to wake up early this weekend. We need to, we need to give a major shout out to uh, a loyal listener and somebody who's become a really good friend, uh, Andrea Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, 
She is going to be tackling her first full marathon at the California International Marathon. And I can't wait to track her. So I want to, she has been a boss her entire training. Yeah. Um, Consistent as hell. She, um, she seems like she might be a little bit uh, overwhelmed, um, but I'm, I think she's going to be, I think, I think she's going to crush it. So I want to wish her all the best and anybody else who is headed out to, uh, to Northern California for that race. Um, Yeah. Andrea has been like me. She, uh, she did a lot of early morning workouts, Mm -hmm. adjusted her schedule so that she could get it in. She absolutely deserves to, um, to take some time and uh, after this weekend and enjoy her December. Yeah. It's been exciting to watch her train and get her and see her get ready for this. And, I agree with you. I think she's going to absolutely crush it. She's been consistent as could be, and um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch it. Uh, yeah, so I messaged her back on the 18th of November. So you ready? Haven't talked to you about CIM in a couple weeks. And she said, ready? Probably <laughs> ready as I can be. And then she says, when I think about it too much, I start to freak out. No need to freak out when you've put in the work. And yeah. She's put in the work. So she needs to go out and enjoy it. So Andrea, we hope you enjoy it. I can't wait to have that feeling again. I cannot, I cannot wait to run a full. I really can't. When I, after I ran haunted forest, my dad and I went to get breakfast, um, right by where the finish was. And, uh, when we were walking back to his car, so he could give me a ride to mine, we were walking across the trail and, um, where the full marathoners were coming back through. And it was, I was like, man, I cannot wait to have that feeling again. Like Mm -hmm. there is a feeling uh, that, I mean, you know it, a lot of our listeners know it, Yeah. but like that, that 26.2 feeling when you, when you know you're within that last mile, there is nothing like that feeling. It's, Oh man, I can't wait for that next year. I'm really looking forward to getting back to a big city race. Yeah. Like this year was fun for me, but doing everything really small was, it was different and the energy is just different. And um, I mean, really, since I came down to watch you at Columbus, I've been really psyched about getting back to a bigger venue and I'm really looking forward to that. So I'm enjoying this downtime now, but I'm also, I'm also looking forward to really starting to put in the work to get ready for that, to enjoy that. Cause yeah, right. when you come in that last mile and there's just, packed crowds on both sides of the road cheering for you. Um, there's nothing quite like that feeling. Yeah. Even when it's not crowded because haunted forest was not necessarily crowded. It's just yeah. I, that last mile when you're really able to sit there and think about everything that you accomplished mm-hmm. and everything it took to get you to that moment. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're full of a lot of emotion. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of melancholy because it's over, <laughs> Yeah. but it's excitement because it's over. And then there's sadness because it's over. Um, and I, I, I think it's a, uh, it's such a, and it hurts so good. So, so good. And so bad. <laughs> My God. But yeah, like I can't, I, I'm very envious that Andrea gets to go feel that this weekend. And I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to feel that again. I, mm-hmm. I was visualizing, we, we talked about Erica Gennaro when, when she, uh, when she 
ran her Boston qualifier at Boston. I was thinking I kind of could have envisioned where she was on the course, even though yeah. I did not run it uh, because you know, the stretch down Boylston is so iconic and I kind of yeah. knew where she probably should be. And we had that little interactive map that showed us where she may have been at that time. I, you know, I was kind of envisioning that feeling at that point and it really got me hyped for it. Um, being at Akron, I, when I was spectating there, I was cheering at mile. Um, it was like 25, eight was about where I was okay. maybe a little bit ahead of that, but you know, closing in on the 26 flag and yeah. I, um, you know, I was, I was so envious of those people mm-hmm. coming down the hill on market as they headed into downtown Akron. And I was like, Oh my gosh, to have that feeling again is something that I, I cannot wait for. Um, I'm not looking forward to all of the work because <laughs> it doesn't always feel good. And it's right. very exhausting. I was telling people at work, you know, they're asking about like me and what I'm into and I'm talking about running and, um, you know, they, and part of the reason why I'm excited to work for a company that's, you know, involved in fitness is I get, it's something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I'm talking about running and, running full marathons and, you know, they'll be asking about what the training is. And I'm like, yeah, it's, trust me, you're going to in like February, March and April, when you're working with me, I'm going to be tired, cranky and hungry all the time. Yep. (laughs) Like that's just, that's going to be my life. Yeah. I'm going to be eating nonstop. Uh, I'll have a, I take a backpack with me every day and it's just going to be full of snacks. Yeah. And I'll eat all of them. So yeah, I can't wait for that feeling. So Andrea, enjoy every step on Sunday. Every freaking step. And there's She's a lot of it. them. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot. So it's a lot. But you put in the work and uh, I, I think you're going to crush what your goals are. Yep. And uh, I can't wait to be proven right for what I think she's going to run. I'll keep that on the down low. She doesn't need any added pressure. So do you have anything else to add? Or are we going to, you know, put them no, on? I, 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 you know, it's funny because you and I get together for these shows. We, we had no idea what we were going to talk about today. Nope. Nope. And uh, like, no, I think we'll be good. I, I think we'll probably be able to flush this out. Some, and here we are at 57 minutes and we've done it. No, I don't, I don't really have anything else to add. Um, I think we've hit all of our important points here. Normalize, 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 taking time off. Yeah. And not putting pressure to be doing too much in an off season. Yep. It's the off season for a reason. Yep. So go spend time with your family. Um, you know, be, be safe this uh, holiday season and yeah. travel and, in you know, pandemic and all of that where um, we don't talk much about that, but we just want everybody to be safe and uh, you know, be healthy and be ready for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, 2022 is going to be awesome. We're almost there. Um, I don't know. We might skip a week uh, coming up soon. We don't know. We haven't talked about our schedule. We do want to do a uh, Christmas episode where we talk about Christmas movies. Yes. So if you have anything uh, that you would like us to talk about with Christmas movies, we might even throw in sitcoms there just to run an hour of an episode that has nothing to do with running. Um, But if there's anything you want to talk about um, over the next couple of weeks, please let us know. Apart from that, make sure to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platform. That'll help everybody to discover us. Maybe our uh, our message of taking time off is good will help somebody who needs it. Um, but until we see you again, 
enjoy your miles, everybody. And happy holidays.